Welcome to this episode of the Complete Men Podcast. This podcast aims to help, support and inspire men of all ages to reach their full potential and be fully present in their lives, be better men and serve our families and community. Hello again, it's your host Paul Tonner and this week we're going to talk about the topic of anger. So what makes you angry in your life? Is it when you are driving? and another driver cuts you off? Do you sound your horn, make a hand signal? Many of us have been there. My anger is often directed at technology and when it doesn't work. Years ago, when I played cricket, I would often get angry at times when I got out and I'd swear and curse at myself or at the bad decision I was just given. One of the most important things I've learned in my time attending Complete Men is learning to respond rather than react. This has especially been the case in regards to the topic of anger. I found that by attending the group regularly, I've become a much calmer individual and more aware of my actions and how my actions can impact not just myself, however, those around me, mainly fam- family and friends. By saying that I have become a more calm, more centred man, it means I feel I can be less prone to becoming upset and angry and have learnt to implement strategies for when I'm beginning to get angry. Now the topic has come up at recent meetings I've attended where men have opened up and spoken about their feelings and times when they have felt anger, how they reacted in the past and how attending the group has helped them in dealing with their anger in a positive manner. I've always been a non-confrontational person, especially when I was growing up. However, later on in my professional career, there were times when I felt that I was expected to show anger, and I often felt judged and criticised at times for not showing anger. I believe this changed me in that I would then go on and display anger, which I found difficult as it was not my true self. Much of the anger I had was directed towards myself and not towards others. I would often what I call, give myself, what I call a verbal tongue lashing, criticising myself harshly. It was not until I was 39 years of age, I was diagnosed with adult ADHD and I was able to learn and understand the link between ADHD and anger and how those with ADHD are more prone to anger and have difficulty regulating their emotions. It also gave me an understanding why I was at times impulsive and react, and not think about the consequences of my actions. I understood why I easily would become frustrated, especially when things would not work, like a computer not working, or when I was running late for, for, for a meeting. By attending a men's group regularly, I was able to recognise my anger triggers, such as uh, feeling overwhelmed and rejected, criticism, sensory stimulation. So, what is anger? 
Now, according to the American Psychological Association, it is an emotional, it is an emotion characterized by antagonism towards someone or something you feel has deliberately done you wrong. Anger can be a good thing as it can motivate one to find a solution to their problem. However, anger can be a bad thing when it becomes excessive and can lead to anger management issues. So it can affect our physical health. So this is like, you know, when our hearts beat faster, one breathes faster and one's face becomes red. And this all affects one's physical health. Now, a Yale University study showed that anger can weaken the immune system and increase the risk of heart attack, cause high blood pressure, and even cause heart disease. And it can affect our mental health, resulting in difficulties with being able to think clearly and rationally. It can cause difficulty with concentration and memory, sadness and pain, loneliness and depression. So this is all why anger needs to be controlled in a healthy manner. Now, the emotional and physical reactions that influence one's behavior when they are angry, so that is how we act and express our anger, such as swearing, yelling, raising our voices, talking faster, smashing things, name-calling, all plays a big part in the way one experiences the world and how they are treated by others. Sometimes, when one finds themselves responding to particular events with anger, so an example might be when your child breaks an item or does not do what they are told or when when you're driving, being cut off by a car when driving. It's because they may always respond with anger. They begin to think of the event itself that is making them angry. However, it really isn't the actual event that is making them angry. It's the way they interpret the event that is actually making them angry. It is important to ask ourselves, is my anger helping me or hurting me? If your answer is that it's hurting you, well then, there is no real reason for you to be angry because it's just making the situation worse. And you need to ask yourself how you can respond differently in this particular situation. You need to transform anger from a negative experience into a positive one and learn how to use your thoughts and feelings and behaviours so they are of benefit to you and do not negatively affect you. Now, one guy that I've listened to recently that's really impressed me is a guy called, you may have heard of this guy, Dr. Gabor Mate. Now, according to Dr. Mate, anger often occurs when our boundaries are crossed and we want to protect our boundaries. Healthy boundaries are, are expressed in the moment. So an example is, no, stay away from me. However, if it happens when one is younger and they didn't get the opportunity to express their anger, it then gets suppressed and does not disappear. And it's like a volcano. It just sits there for years inside someone. It bubbles and gurgles inside and rage can come back later in life if it's not addressed early on. Now, one may become easily triggered and it may result in an unhealthy response with the volcano erupting, and it may be, become a response to something from the past, such as abandonment. So an example, not picking up, you know, 
I've had this experience before where I um, reacted in an unhealthy way when I wasn't picked up from a train station. And, you know, this can bring up a response from the past, such as abandonment. So healthy anger is when anger is taken out in a more positive manner, such as punching a boxing bag, not a person. It's amazing how many boxes, you know, that have come off the street, you know, that were involved in uh, crime and a lot of fighting and, you know, they um, became professional boxers to let out their anger in a healthy manner. Now, according to Dr. Marte, healthy anger is rage and involves fully experiencing the process of rage and understanding what is happening in the body. You know, examples are what's happening with the breathing, the muscles, the abdomen, the nervous system. It involves recognizing and allowing the experience of being with the rage and the anger and not allowing or letting it out on others. Healthy anger is investigating what the anger, what, what it's all about. So that is working with it through the body rather than acting it out. So examples is doing it through meditation or openly talking about it. Now, there are different types of anger. Now, first type of anger is what's called passive aggression. Now, this is one I often fall into the trap of. It's one that does not like confrontation. One often becomes silent when they are angry. They may sulk, procrastinate and pretend everything is okay. It comes from a need to be in control. Now, another type is open aggression. Now, this involves lashing out in anger and rage, becoming physically or verbally aggressive, often hurting themselves or others. And it can be taken out on property. Example is on a computer or even ourselves. And it may involve fighting, bullying, blackmailing, accusing, shouting, bickering, sarcasm and criticism. And it comes from a need to be in control. Now, the other type of anger is what's called assertive anger. Now, this is the healthy way to deal with anger. One is able to control their anger more easily. They are confident. They are open to talking and listening and dealing with the situation. It can help a relationship grow, and one thinks before they speak. They are open and flexible, patient. Do not raise their voice and communicate how they feel emotionally and try to understand how others are feeling. When one deals with their anger assertively, they are displaying maturity and care about the relationship and, them, and themselves. They are open to forgiveness and are willing to forgive and even able to forgive themselves. Now, by showing assertive anger, one is able to more easily calm down and improve their relationship with others. So here's some tips and strategies on how to deal with anger positively. Now, I've spoken about some already, but here's some other tips. So firstly, and the absolute first step is breathing. Now, do it for around two to three minutes. So it's in through the nose and out through the mouth. Now, I'm more a nasal breather. I mostly do in and out through the nose. However, you do whatever suits you. I believe it is important to ensure, though, that when breathing out, it is twice as long as when you breathe in, as it will calm you down more easily. Imagine yourself breathing in calm blue air 
and breathe out red toxic air. Now, while doing this, remind yourself that you can handle this situation and you are not going to let it get to you. Focus on the words, relax, or take it easy while you breathe deeply. Now, the second tip is to relax the muscles. So unclench the fists and let the muscles unwind. Use progressive muscle relaxation techniques, which will help reduce stress and anxiety. Now, it's good to practice progressive muscle relaxation frequently because when you do do it, you begin to, whenever you begin to feel angry, you will more likely have the skills in place to help you relax. It involves feeling the tension leave the body when you breathe out slowly and focus on the feeling of air going in and leaving the lungs. Now, often I begin at the toes, tensing and knowing what it feels like. Then I release the tension in the foot and I notice the feeling of relaxation. Then you go up the body, focusing next on the lower leg, tensing the calves and then release the tension of the lower legs, noticing the feeling of relaxation and remember to take deep breaths while doing so. Then you go to the upper leg, tense the thighs and relax, noticing the feeling of relaxation. When tensing, it's important not to strain. So it's just a very light amount of tension. It's important to focus on the breathing and really be present with the body. Now, after the thighs, I normally focus then on the buttocks and then the lower back and the abdomen and the chest and upper back, shoulders, neck. So I'll work my way up the body and, you know, the upper and lower arms and then back to the face. And I find when I'm doing my heart math, it really helps me stay in a high level of coherence. So that's the link between the heart and the brain. Now, the third tip is to develop problem solving. So work it out. So when you've calmed down and you're feeling calm to do so, sit down and journal it out. Tackle your challenges in an organized and structured way and be kind to yourself. Write down what made you angry. So was it, the, was it being stuck in traffic? Was it your partner making you angry? Work issues. Identify the triggers. How did you feel? How did you act? How will you act differently next time you are triggered and become angry? Now, the fourth tip is distraction. So shifting your focus from the situation that is making you angry to something else can help in diffusing the situation. So walking away and getting giving yourself some time out or listening to music, counting to 10, phoning a friend and talking it out, doing some exercise such as going for a walk. The fifth tip is to seek context. So that is to think rationally, not emotionally. So an example is getting angry at your child or a person in traffic. Ask yourself, will you be angry about this in the future this time, next week, next month or next year? The answer, well, it's most likely no. And the last tip is to seek professional help. Now, this is if you feel your anger is beginning to get out of control and you need to develop effective anger management issues. So this is especially the case if it's affecting those around you. 
So this is through counselling or CBT, so cognitive behaviour therapy, which I've spoken about in an earlier episode. And it can be an effective way to help one learn more productive ways to express their anger. Now, in my time attending Complete Men, I've seen many men come to the group who have had anger management issues and seeing how much they change and how they become more aware in their home and or in their professional life when they become triggered by something that is beginning to make them angry and they have the tools in place to not react to the situation. However, they respond in a positive and effective way. They become better men and serve their families and community. So that's all for this episode of the Complete Men podcast. The Complete Men Foundation is based on the Gold Coast and we provide weekly men's groups and deliver workshops, online support groups, individual support and programs for men to engage in, as well as related personal growth activities. For any man that is interested in attending, please go to our website, completemen.org.au. References for this episode are on the platform page. I wish you great energy throughout your week. Aho! Oh.